Welcome to Parent Talk Podcast, the podcast for busy parents, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks to make parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Becca U. Lewis. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 5 of Parent Talk, everything parenting and more. I'm your host, Genevieve Kyle Lefebvre, and I'm a mom of two. And I'm, of course, with my co-host, Becca U. Lewis. Hi, Becca. Hi, it's Becca and the co-host of Parent Talk and also a mom of two. We're excited for another opportunity to learn and grow with our children today. Let's welcome another guest to help us do that. Yes. So today we're talking about the benefits of art therapy with Michelle Ucharek-Deo. Michelle is a registered art therapist. She is an author and a mom of one. So hi, Michelle, and welcome to Parent Talk Podcast. Hello. Uh, what a pleasure it is for me to be here today with Becca and Genevieve, and I look forward to sharing my 27 years of art therapy experience with yourselves and with all your parents. Awesome. Yeah. So, well, let's do it. So can you explain to us what is art therapy? So, you know, it's an interesting question because I've gotten it for the 27 years of, of practicing and, uh, and it has evolved a little bit over time. So basically when someone asks me, what is art therapy? Um, you know, the, the best way to explain it is that art therapy is a form of counseling. So that, that when someone becomes an art therapist, they have gone through a series of educational experiences. They've gone through, um, most people who've become an art therapist, they've all gone through a bachelor program, um, either a fine arts program or a psychology program. And then they've gone on to do art therapy training, either at an art therapy institute across the across Canada or a master's art therapy program. But when people come out, they've all finished a, a master's level program to become an art therapist and are qualified to become are qualified as a counselor. And they're using art therapy as the primary tool. So then we go to what is what is the actual art therapy process? So our Art therapy is the use of art in many different forms when we're applying it into the actual counseling experience. So depending on the age of the person you're working with from, I've worked with people from uh, all the way from two years old up to, I think the oldest I had was 98 <laughs> that I was doing some art therapy services with throughout my, my career. And so depending on who you're working with will make a difference of then what kind of processes and what kind of art mediums I would be introducing into to the space. But the art, the actual using the art is used as a bridge then. So for some people who may not, you know, want to use the verbal piece in counseling as the primary methodology, that the art then becomes the bridge of conversation, um, either the making of it, the processing of it, um, like all different ways. And when we talk about art, you know, some people traditionally, when they talk about art therapy, it was thought of as just, you know, pencil, crayon, paint, clay. And those were kind of the like the three kind of main modalities, but over time it's really expanded. And when I go in to teach, uh, you know, new therapists, I talk about the concept of big A art therapy, where I introduce everything from 
working with fabric to uh, one time, I, I mean, I've done wood burning, a note to self. If you have an art therapist doing wood burning, it is an outside activity. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, you learned yeah. that one, did you? <laughs> I learned that one the hard way. Yes, lots of smoke. Um, but, uh, you know, being able to offer and be able to meet your client where they are and what their needs are from a creative and expressive point of view is really, really important. So amazing. Mm. Yeah. So you, you mentioned a huge age range. Um, who would benefit? What types of you know, people looking for counseling would benefit um, from art therapy? Well, I would say when, when we look at from a, like at a parenting kind of that that parent age of, of children between, you know, like uh, like two is quite young uh, to be to be really doing the art therapy piece with many art therapists who get brought in to work with someone that age. Um, they also would have play therapy experience and would be integrating art and play into the session between those ages of about two to five. You really do need to integrate, you know, um, you know, that that art and play and music elements, you know, so so a lot of that that age group, once they get to be about six, sometimes if you have a child who has an affinity towards art and maybe they are experiencing either there's a, a divorce or a separation or a recent loss in the family or the child, uh, you know, or the child has, uh, is, is neurotypical or, or non-neurotypical that they may have been recently diagnosed with autism or Down syndrome or any other, any other kind of diagnosis that's come about that using art can be a beautiful way to bridge the, to bridge that gap, especially if, you know, if the child is having some, you know, verbal communication issues that the art can be a, a tool to be able to help understand what's happening for them in their process process. You know, so that's for that for that younger set. When we move up into those middle school age, you know, um, into that kind of in 9, 10, 11, um, they're more those that group now, they're a little more particular. Back in the, back in when I started years ago, um, they most of those kids did whatever their parents told them to. I find nowadays, though, a lot of that age group, they're very particular and they'll let their parents know whether they want to be doing art therapy with me or not. <laughs> they have a lot more of a voice now which I think is great. And so I give them a lot of opportunity to make choices about what it is they want to work on. Most of the kids that do come to see me now in that age group, a lot of it is anxiety based. Um, Even pre COVID, uh, we're dealing with a lot of either uh, familial issues of, you know, of divorce or separation and the children are dealing with some of or the parents are, are wanting the children to be able to have some place to go to talk about their feelings or uh, or some of the other ongoing anxiety issues, which we're seeing really pop up a lot for a lot of our, our young people today, even more so now since since COVID has has come about. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So question. Um- is the children you're you're working with because I'm I know the adult will see you as a therapist, but do the children sees you as a therapist? Are they just like they they know they're going to see you? They're gonna do art, and then out of this art, of course, there's a, a therapy piece. But do they see that? Um, for the little ones, probably n- no. I mean, when you're when you're looking at you know at those ages of you know like four, five, six, uh, no. But once they start getting into school age range, I do uh, I do explain to them that when they come to see me, although they have fun, um, you know, some of some of them, you know, that that is a goal is for them to be able to have an experience of positive expression. You know, one of the one of the things I let them know is that when they come to see me, it's a place where they can talk about any 
anything and they can express their feelings and they can share their thoughts. And that's one of the special things about coming to see someone who's a counselor. And so I do try to use those some of those terminologies so that they do integrate them and that they know that I'm different than their art teacher at school and that they can come and be able to uh, to, you know, color and rip up a piece of paper if they need to. And they don't have to be uh, creating art in a box, basically, like they would in a school setting. So I try my best to be able to help them understand that that's what this space is for. And most of them get it pretty fast. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. So do, do I need to be an artist to, to, uh, no, not at all. I think that, so I'm, I'm right now I'm, I'm picking up for those who are on the podcast, I'm picking up a, uh, a little wooden birdhouse that someone has painted for me and on it is a plethora of colors with dots and, and, almost recognizable hearts all over it and what you can see is that when you go into an art therapy session of, of any sort um, that it's about the process and about being able to experience the actual art and that having a paintbrush in your hand having a piece of clay in your fingers pushing the plastazine through your hands, um, even uh, actually even experiencing and doing water play and color. Um, I had a, a young man several years ago with, with Down syndrome who was going through some really high anxiety um, as he was getting ready to move from middle school into high school. And we brought him back down into actually some water play and was using um, a paint tray. So, an, um, so a paint palette of color. And he had, he had like the little paint pot pot pucks in the water and was was pushing through the color and and just and just using the experience between the the textural and the sensory items and the color together to be able to work through some of the emotion and the anxiety that no words could really explain and through that process we were able to get to the next level of it when he started to be able to actually um to breathe and to be able to talk about his feelings a little bit and to be able to express himself a little bit more and articulate uh, as much as he could with with his capacity. So it's a uh, it's a pretty amazing process. And so no, you don't have to be an, an artist, uh, young or old. Um, and I think actually working with artists is really hard because they come in with a predisposed idea that they need to draw something specific. So sometimes I have to kind of break it down and get them to do some pretty uh, basic image making, some scribble art, something that's going to get them to move out of their artist head and into their reflective and emotional heart. Very interesting. Now, with the pandemic and everything, just wondering, is, you know, art therapy something that could be done virtually? Uh, yes. So it, it was a really interesting, I mean, there, there were some people who were, do, were doing some virtual art previous to the, the pandemic, but when the pandemic hit, um, we were also faced with having to create confidential spaces online that, uh, you know, that couldn't be Zoom bombed or all these kind of things that, you know, that happened right away when we went into the pandemic mode. So, uh, so you know, there are a very, some, some different specific platforms where you can do 
confidential art therapy service work on. I have found uh, that that Zoom for for me as a as a as a practitioner was probably the easiest format to translate into uh, into doing the art therapy because I was able to use uh, a couple of different kinds of tools. They have an online whiteboard that you can transition that someone can use. You can also use a, a something called a secondary camera program in their advanced settings. And the secondary camera offers you an opportunity to be able to uh, be showing, uh, you know, what kind of work you're doing so that they can actually see your hands. And it all the one thing that I found working with the secondary camera in the virtual work is that it also kind of broke up, you know, instead of you just staring at someone on the screen, they're seeing another third, they're seeing a, basically would be like a third kind of perspective. And it helps keep the actual uh, session a little bit more lively and, and, and moving. I have I did find that I had to reduce some of my virtual times uh, down, you know, from what would be a typical 50 minute hour in an art therapy session down to sometimes a half an hour if I'm working with younger kids because they just couldn't tolerate they were they were online so much during the pandemic that it was hard for them. And then at a certain point, uh, some of them really uh, some of my kids really started to reject the online like the younger kids started to reject the online therapeutic experience they put up with it for a little while and then after they just, like some of them were just like nope i don't want to see you anymore online i'll wait till i can see you in person again so uh but for for teenagers they were much uh, they were more adaptable and we were absolutely able to do a lot of online back and forth work and and drawing and working on projects and some of them would share their screens and show me you know things that they're working on and and you know making like movie scripts and they'd be like texting me and and like sending stuff over so there was lots of virtual work to be done i had to really up my uh, up my skills game when it came to some of my technical abilities over the last 18 months so always catching up, always learning. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no, I absolutely understand you. So I'm a speech therapist. I don't think we, we talked about that. So we oh. did the same thing, you know, you adjust and uh, the interactiveness for Zoom uh, did, did help somewhat, especially for the, the younger kids. Now, because it is counseling and is therapy, is this something expensive? Is um, What's the cost typically for well, therapy? So, so when you look at art therapy and you look at the overall uh, piece of counseling therapy and counseling, it's not covered by MSP, unfortunately. So, so families are in that position where, you know, uh, outright that most of it would be, uh, you know, initially privately funded uh, when someone goes to see an art, an art therapist. There are some insurance companies that do, uh, that if you are a registered clinical counselor who is also an art therapist, there are insurance third party insurance companies that do cover you to see an RCC who has their art therapy training. Um, so that's one angle. Um, another is, uh, you know, so, so I mean, so those are some, you know, a few different ways, but even then they only cover a few sessions, really. So if you're looking at, you know, at more of a of a long term commitment in, in the actual therapeutic experience, um, parents are either paying privately or if the family is uh, part of a homeschooling program, um, I've been funded, uh, you know, as an art therapist through through two different homeschooling programs here in British Columbia. Um, I've also uh, been funded through uh, through some government uh, programs, um, autism funding, for instance, um, will will uh, will 
fund art therapists for over six when their child is six years and over, older. Um, but you know, when you talk about you know brand new news, I mean the the latest news that's come across the in the feed a few weeks ago is that um, is that the autism funding model is going to be changing um, and transitioning in the next uh, over the next year and. A, no, over the next two years, I think to 2024 is when it's going to be transitioning out from a completely autism funding model over to uh, it'll be moved away from a diagnosis model to a needs model, which will then open it up to other families who have other other children with other diagnoses, which for for some families with their children with autism, it's going to be a challenge. Um, you know, around having to prove their needs so that they can maintain getting the service of art or music therapy. Um, I didn't mention at the beginning, my husband's a music therapist and was on the podcast uh, a few months ago. And uh, so I think that'll, that'll change for some families about how they're accessing, how they're accessing funds and will have to apply through a needs-based program is what it appears to be. So, so that, that way of funding is, is going to be um, just different. Um, it's going to follow more of a model like Alberta follows on a, on a needs-based for, for our, uh, for our, our young people, uh, if they have different kinds of special needs. But if the family is just wanting regular service, then there are art therapists and counselors available throughout the province uh, that would be able to service them. Um, fee schedule wise, you're looking on an average between 90 to $100 an hour, um, plus GST for some, not for others, depending on whether or not they have a large, larger company. Um, there are some that do charge a little bit less and may have a sliding scale. So that's always a good question to ask when you're looking, uh, when you're looking to work with, with a, a, a therapist. Um, and, uh, but other than that, so is it expensive? It can be. Um, but there are there are therapists out there who do try and find ways to be able to help support families as best as they can. Um, most models, you know, ideally, you know, you'd want to be starting with a once a week program, depending on what it is that's happening for your child. Um, but then some people go down to, you know, every uh, every two weeks. A lot of adolescents, they don't like seeing me weekly, except for a few. I've got a few adolescent um uh, adolescent girls who like coming in weekly. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's, that's great. I, I like to be able to make sure we promote uh, young women and, and keep them moving forward in our, in our uh, society and try to keep their anxiety levels down. Cause that's definitely something I've seen that's been really increasing is, is the amount of anxiety in our adolescent young women. Um, so I'm always working to promote, to find ways to help their families to finance it and just to see if there's a, an easier way for them to be able to, uh, to see me with more ease. So mm, that's now, very nice. Uh, oh, I had a question about, mm. um, I, I was talking to a music therapist, not your husband. I was talking to a music therapist recently and she had mentioned that um, there are musicians and musical organizations that will fund music therapy. Yeah. I was wondering if you knew any um, organizations or artists that uh, help support and fund art therapy. Not as it stands right now. The music therapists are, are ahead of us on the curve on, on that one. That is for sure. Um, yes, I think they have music heals and, and music listens. They've got some different, um, they've got some different programs. Um, so that is definitely something that, um, that is to take to one of my associations. <laughs> That's for sure. From a professional organization point of view, that, uh, that uh, definitely could, could work to, uh, to help more people out there. 
Mm-hmm. Now I have a question for you. Um, so when is a good time to reach out to an art therapist? Is there a certain, uh, I know that there's very different, big variation of behavior, autism, autism. You mentioned a lot of different um, reason why people will reach out to you, but um, when it's a good time? You know, that's a really, a really great question because um, I, I have a family uh, that I've worked with for, for many years and they, they brought their, their, their two kids in to see me uh, for sibling, uh, for some sibling rivalry uh, things that I, that they wanted to address. And what, uh, what was interesting was after we initially did those, those initial kind of sessions and working through some pieces and helping the two of them work together, um, uh, the, the parents wanted to continue on to do touch-based sessions. And what that basically means was that, that outside of the initial issue that came up, the family believed that they had created a great, a great connection and a great therapeutic relationship with my, for myself and, and their children. And they wanted to make sure that, uh, that if there was anything that came up down the road, that we maintained that relationship. So they would come see me every few months. And one of the things the parent um, specifically had said to me was, I want to make sure that they know that they don't have to come see you just because everything like that things are really bad or they're having a hard time, that they can come see you to be able to express themselves and talk about some great things that are happening in their life and about goals they want to reach and to be able to be looking at the therapeutic intervention and about the therapy, not just as, you know, let's solve all the problems, but what can we do to help you move forward? So that's a very proactive way of looking at at a therapeutic relationship and, uh, and has really been a benefit, you know, that I've seen for this family and some others too. Hmm. I like it. I like it. Prevention is always the key, right? <laughs> it, it really is. Uh, you know, having that relationship, especially if you've got some, a young person who's on the cusp of moving into their adolescence, if you can establish a, a relationship and a therapeutic relationship with them, with someone so that, that when they get into their adolescence and they may be challenged, that they've got someone that they can go to without having to tell their whole story again. Right. Mm. And sometimes that can make a big difference for teenagers because they hate having to tell their whole story again. Yeah, usually they do. So, Michelle, thank you so much. We can find you on our panel of experts at parenttalk.ca. Where else can we find you? Uh, you can find me at www.vanartexpression.com. So, V A N artexpression.com. And also, if you're interested in looking at some of my author pieces, you can find me at www.michelleocherickdeo.com. So it's my whole name without my hyphen because my, uh, <laughs> my, my advertising people said it was too difficult to add the hyphen. So I was like, okay, fine. So michelleocherickdeo.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that concludes today's episode. Becca and I would like to thank you, Michelle, for taking the time to be here and bring so much value to all of us parents, helping us grow and be the best parents we can be. Well, thank you so much. What a pleasure it is for me to be with you, Becca, Genevieve, and all of your all of your parents. And, uh, and I just wish you all the very best and know that art expression can happen at home uh, with you at any time. And if you need someone, reach out to the BC Art Therapy Association uh, on, online and uh, you'll be able to access, or the Canadian Art Therapy Association also uh, for accessing any art therapists who are available in your area. Awesome. Thank you, Michelle. So for our listeners, if you have a question or you would like to to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert, 
please visit the contact us section on our website at parenttalk.ca. So follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and now also on YouTube at Parent Talk TV. You can always subscribe directly to this podcast on our website at parenttalk.ca. So we hope you enjoyed uh, the episode today on Art Therapy with Michelle. And if you did, we're inviting you to share it on your social media. So as we all know, parenting can be interesting. It can be hard. It can be, uh, there's up and down with parenting, right? So it's important to laugh, keep learning, cherish your village and be true to yourself. So thank you for joining us today and have a great week. Bye. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.